Oh my God, it is 19th of May, 2022. It's your brother, Benny Mac here. And I am back. And this is a wild thing. This is a special, uh, a very special episode of Talk Back tonight. Uh, I'm excited. I, I think people are hyped about this one. I can hear uh, the, the nation in hushed anticipation of the of basically the madness that's going to unfurl over the next days, weeks, and months. We have got a very, very special guest on the show. Uh, we're going to bring him in very shortly. His name is Tom Sainsbury. Let's roll the graphics. Tom, mate, welcome on board to the show. I love your background. (laughs) This is awesome. Oh, cheers, buddy. Welcome to the... uh... Yeah, well, I mean, we might be able to get something going. You know, this is a virtual background, so, you know, it's just... It's it's wild. If, if you've ever been to stock, if you've ever been to Sweden, Benny, that looks just like the Stockholm Library. This actually is the National uh, Swedish Library here, and I can tell you there's a lot of great information within these walls. So you've been to Sweden, have you? Yeah, I've been a couple <clears throat> a couple of times. I spent like a couple of months there, um, just for pleasure really like i was over there kind of writing and stuff but i just love i've just got a soft spot on my heart for sweden and the swedish people bloody awesome what were you writing while you were over there because you're a you're a bloody famous playwright this that and the other aren't you um i think nothing that's kind of seen the light of day at the time i was trying <laughs> to write a, a screenplay because like, i because it's like the time just time difference is so intense I was having these meetings yeah. with New Zealand at like three o'clock in the morning, but I was trying to write a, um, a thriller that um, uh, was basically, there was a TV show that came out recently called Years and Years, and it's basically um, just a typical suburban family, but when the world, like in the next 10 years, and kind of what's going on with it. So that was, I can't really do it now because Years and Years was so successful. Right, yeah, so it's sort of uh, a family's journey into the apocalypse. You got it. And like, just like taking on things that are happening now, like, you know, um, people can't afford to, uh, you know, the price of living so expensive and like adult children going to live with their parents and stuff like that. So it is topical. It is very topical. Yeah. It's, it's a very strange sort of, uh, time that we're living in. And, uh, lucky you're a strange dude that's come up with some pretty wild ways to entertain people. Uh, t- talk to us a bit about your sort of snap Snapchat personas. I mean, I think you got famous for doing Jacinda. Was it Jacinda that sort of kicked this all off, or how did it how did it all roll out? Or was it Judith? yeah? Good question. So it was actually Paula Bennett was my first one that kind of took off. I did. Um, I, I the only ones that I feel like I've really nailed was, was John Key. Um, Simon Bridges and now Grant Robertson. Everyone else is like just an approximation, um, a monstrous approximation. My Paula Bennett (laughs) and my Jacinda Ardern are nothing like the real person. So how it all kind of began was um, I was feeling very frustrated around the politics of the world. This is when John Key was just so successful. 
And so I started doing little videos using Snapchat filters, being the politicians. And I did all of them at Uh the time. But the one that the one that kind of took off and kind of captured the imagination of the world was um, well, of New Zealand was Paula Bennett, my Paula Bennett. And then suddenly, <clears throat> the timing was great. So it was the lead up to the 2017 election. And so the last month, I was just doing Paula every single day, just kind of commenting on as Paula commenting on the state of the election and campaigns. Yeah, yeah and that's how it all kind of coked off. And then after that, like after the election, I wanted, I was like, well, now it's time to quit. But then I just kind of kept going. And now five years later, I'm still kind of doing it. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, I mean, as far as Jacinda and, uh, and Paula goes, there was a quite an iconic moment at the Photophone uh, Music Awards a few years ago, wasn't there? Yeah, so I came on as Paul... I came in. I came on as Paula to to host an award, and then Jacinda came and interrupted me, and then we kind of we we hosted the award together, and then afterwards I was like chatting with her because she'd just been overseas to the G8. Oh, she'd been overseas to some kind of international meeting of leaders and stuff, and she was yeah. telling me that um, that Donald Trump's. He, she was explaining Donald Trump's hair to me. And then the next day I went on to a radio interview and I explained Donald Trump's here on the radio secondhand from Jacinda Ardern. Uh-huh. There was a big Ferrari, like everyone like suddenly was in the news about it. She was in trouble. I was getting phone calls from her people. <laughs> the whole thing was just like, all about all like, and then like it was in the Guardian saying like some unknown, like unnamed comedian has started up this world war between Donald Trump and Jacinda Ardern, and it was just the whole thing was hilarious. Wow! So that was sort of like a uh, a situation of you'd actually been given this information in confidence, and uh, and used it as a hilarious. And I just blabbed it. Oh, I went and blabbed it to the world. And then ever since I, then, because I was kind of friendly with just I was friendly with Jacinda up to that point. And then after that, she kind of, um, she became, she's still lovely to me, but she's just, I've lost her confidence. Fair enough. I shouldn't be talking <laughs> oh about God. what she, I shouldn't be, t- I shouldn't be talking about what she told me about P- Donald Trump's here. No, it's funny that, I think it's funny that, and that's kind of what we want from our comedians, don't we? We want this sort of raw honesty that, uh, that other people are just too afraid to, to give. So there's this sort of this pure, honesty that we can expect from um from comedians is that true or is there a bit of a bit of uh good question benny i think it's i yeah i i think it is i i think the comedian um a comedian serves many functions and i think that like getting to the core of something in a humorous way is definitely kind of one of them like being more being very truthful about it and um, also, like holding pe- people in power to account. I mean, there's so many good things that comedians do. I think it is a worthy, a worthy career. It was a worthy career. Now, I'm, I'm just sort of. Um, I actually did a little bit of uh, a bit of research um, coming into this interview, and that moment where you shared the stage with the prime minister, and that was actually, though, I believe, the moment where uh, you, the the award was for. Um, People's Choice Artist of the Year, I believe it was Lord, 
And um, and there was this sort of uh, really uh, critical moment where they uh, embraced each other. They had this sort of um, mutual respect for these young, powerful women. And then you were there um, wearing drag, basically a, a looking like a, a, a bedraggled trans styled man of, of some nature and Lord yes. uh, her reaction was priceless <laughs> what's your recollection of that moment um, I, she was baffled she didn't know who I was, what I was doing she didn't know anything that was kind of going on um, it, it was glo- it was gloriously awkward that's what I had to say <laughs> also like, like me before I went on stage I, before I went on stage, I had because um, usually it's Snapchat, like it's usually a filter, so I usually wear the politicians' faces, right? But of course, I couldn't do that for the music awards, so I showed up with a picture of Paula to show to my makeup artist, and they're like, "Who's she?" And I was like, "It's Paula Bennett." It's Paula Bennett, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know who's who's Paula Bennett." <clears throat> and I was like, "Oh my god, this does not bode well." And the next thing, I'm being led onto the stage, going, "You're about to walk onto the stage, Tom." And I'm like, no one knows who I am. I walk on stage, silence. No one like it takes it takes a good minute before people start before people start clapping. Like I, there's a table or two that kind of get it, and then it's just the whole it culminates in the night with Lord coming up and just being completely baffled. Yeah, but I think I think what you what I noticed from the clip is that the audience totally did get it, and you totally pulled it off. And I was thinking, how is he going to do this without the face swap? And you just sort of, the, the voice, the, the manner, mannerisms, and the character, uh, you just embodied, uh, you know, Paula, in that in that way, that it worked. It totally worked. Thank you, Benny. No problem. <laughs> and I was sort of, and that leads me on to, I guess, your, um, your, your New Zealand tour. Um, what mm. do we have, have we, is Paula coming along for the ride? How's this sort of, how's this shaping up? So it's, um, uh, I'm kind of describing my, so it's just going to be me on stage. I'm traveling around 15 different centers, sometimes huge stage, sometimes huge theaters, sometimes tiny ones. And it's going to be me with big screens behind me interacting with my various characters. I'm going to be playing the characters in real life as my character, um, uh, with wigs and things like that. And then I'm going to be interacting with video footage of my characters as well. And I'm kind of describing wow. it like a Marvel, mo- Marvel movie. Like, I feel like multiverse, the term multiverse and stuff is in the zeitgeist at the moment. And for me, it's like all the, it's the multiverse of the Tom Sainsbury brain and all come up with, all come together in one storyline. In terms of the politics thing, they're more kind of, um, uh, I just find with satire and stuff, it's got to be so tight. You've got to be so on the money and you've got to be so timely. Like you've got to comment about things today so that the characters, the politicians that do appear, appear more like characters rather than me making any political commentary. So Simon Bridges is going to be there. I'm trying to squeeze in. I'm trying to squeeze in Paula and stuff like that. But it's, it's, it's more of a story of all my characters. Uh Aha. Interesting. So there's going to be a, it's sort of the, some of the characters and some of the um, uh, journeys that you've had and some experience experiences and a bit of a mixed bag. Um, yeah. I guess sort of explaining it is sort of um, now is kind of a redundant. We want people to go out and to get involved, buy the tickets and snap it up and to experience it for themselves. And um, 
as you said, 15 centers. Um, that mm. sounds like a, a, a stonker of a, of, a, of a nationwide tour. I, I wouldn't want it any other way, Betty. I'm, I'm really excited about visiting all these. Um, so, yeah, uh, from Auckland's my most northern, and then I go down to Invercargill. Um, and I'm just... Uh, one of my favourite things about touring and doing live shows is actually meeting the meeting greets or meeting the audience afterwards. And obviously it's a bit tricky in this kind of climate of COVID, but having just come through COVID myself, I've got the resilience for a month so hopefully it holds out and hopefully I can meet all my fans in the flesh and have some selfies with them. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, uh, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, that sounds like a great opportunity. And um, so, I mean, I think we uh, worked together several years ago now um, mm-hmm. on Guns Akimbo. Uh, if you remember uh, back that far, I, I kind of do. And that was um, alongside... Um, Daniel Radcliffe. So you've been yes. uh, you've been pretty fortunate in your career. You've rubbed shoulders with a, a blooming a child uh, wizard, and and, uh, and 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 some other pretty amazing talents over the years. Now, haven't you? <clears throat> well, like pe- the people ask the question, like who's the most famous person you made? And for some reason, I always forget. But in my mind, Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe is the most famous person I've ever met. And you worked on it, so you saw him a lot more intimately. I think I was on for two and a half days. But still, I'm claiming I'm claiming that. And he yeah. came up to me, because I, I had a tiny part in his film, and he came up to me and he was cracking up and he said I was really funny. I was like, this is the highlight of my life. I really liked, I mean, I don't know what you thought about him, but I really vibed with him. I liked how kind of, how kind of, um, uh, his energy was so like I know yeah. his character relied on it. It was so like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now the the funny thing about that was that I had to. The whole gag was that I was singing. I, there was a big shoot up behind me, but I was wearing iPhone ear, ear, earphones and singing a song, so I was completely unaware of the carnage behind me. And they were like, "Just sing any song at all." And I was like, "Should I make one up for, for copyright reasons?" And then I ended up singing Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. And then they edited it in. And then they're like, we can't use Culture Club. We can't use it because it'll cost so much money. So what I had to do is I had to go in and it was all on my mouth. So I had to make a song. So my mouth was going, Karma, 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 Chameleon. And I had to make up a song that fit in perfectly with Karma Chameleon <laughs> without, one, the ch- without the tune. And without the words, let me tell you, that was a logistical nightmare. So you got some more days, or you got some more time to work on the on the job, did you? I did. <laughs> well, a lot of works out. Now, um, <laughs> now Daniel Radcliffe, um, an yes. amazing talent. Have you seen one of the new um, the new trailer for the film? I think it's called Weird. It's just been released. No, I have not. I'll have to check it out. Weird. Great. Yeah. He plays a, a young Weird Al Yankovic. Oh. And I yes, reckon yes, it yes, could yes, be yes. his career. Yes, of his, yes, his, yes. Um, it could be the gig of his career, frankly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Are you an actor, Benny? Um, I'd like to do more acting. I don't really do a hell of yeah. a lot of acting. I used to do a lot when I was younger. 
but yeah, I do more um, presenting and sort of um, messing around. Yeah. But um, I was experimenting with a bit of face swap stuff, and uh, yeah, I quite enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Talent. Um, you should do yeah, it. I yeah, think it is fun. Yeah. How do you find well. it? Have you tried doing it with a beard before? Yeah, see, that's the that is the problem. It's also like hair is such a because I've been doing Christopher Luxon recently, um, the leader of the National Party of New Zealand, and he is obviously bald, and there is no filter. Like I can't have his both his face and have hair, and it's so iconic. So what I've chosen is it's just my face with a bald head, which is amazing yeah. that technology can do that. But it's the yes. same with the beard. Like uh, uh, even having a moustache. It just, it, it kind of reads, because it's obviously just a gentle filter on your face. It's really hard to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. You kind of need this generic head. Yeah. Generic, <laughs> hairless, generic, hairless head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there must be a way where you can run it through the filter a couple of times and you do one pass where you take the hair off and then the, the next pass you slap the face on. But um, I've, tr- I've I've tried that. That would be a dream. I just have not made been not, I've not been able to make that one work. Yeah, I found a um, a completely hairless filter the other week, and it actually took off my beard and my hair at the same time. But they're real cheeky. What they do is they seem to add in like double chins and stuff to make you feel really sort of <laughs> attractive. Yes, and there's something yeah, a completely hairless face because I love that filter. Just the completely hairless face is quite a sight. It really is. It's quite it's quite shocking indeed. Um, yeah, exciting times. Now, um, I mean, this is probably your main sort of focus uh, in the foreseeable future. Um, but, I mean, you, you used to write a lot of plays and things like that. And um, you also did um, a book on uh, sort of legendary comedy or the uh, sort of like a, 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 a guide to New Zealand comedy, was it? Um, it was called New Zealand as a Field Guide and it was basically just character, like little descriptions of interesting people that I've met along the way and just like really, um, really uh, taking a psychological but also comedic kind of look at the New Zealand character and the people that are kind of here. And like, there were various findings that, you know, I mean, human, humans are universal, but I was just trying to find the New Zealand flavor. So that was my book. And then theater, yeah, I've done lots of theater, but obviously um, these last few years, I haven't been able to do much, but that's also a huge passion of mine. And that's how I kind of um, cut my teeth and really got uh, really um, learnt how to do it, I think. Learned how to do what I do through theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, it's amazing what research brings up. I saw an interview, I think it was um, you and a buddy of yours were playing a couple of uh, female characters, Ang- Anxiety and uh, what was the other one? Depression, you got it. We were playing a couple yeah, of drag anxiety and depression. <laughs> so what's that? What's that sort of? Um, what's that like coming up with something out of nowhere and sort of 
having a friend that you're working alongside a, a mad idea with that sort of um, keeps encouraging you and, <laughs> and you sort of come up with this sort of wild idea to yeah. Well, he actually, so that, his name was Hamish Russell and he was he did lots of drag. And he just took me, say, come to see all my shows and stuff. And he took me out for a coffee and he said, I've got this idea for a drag show that I want you to do with me. And so he kind of, he kind of had the idea of the depression and anxiety. And we kind of sat down and we just kind of wrote it together. And so that kind of started with him. But it was wonderful to um, collaborate with someone because drag... Even though, like, I play female characters with Snapchat and stuff, drag isn't really in my, like, it's not really a huge passion of mine. But I'm also, like, I'm all about doing new experiences. And um, this was an opportunity to to try, first of all, just doing a drag character and doing a drag performance, but also just the mechanics of doing the makeup and the wig. And I discovered that I just don't have the patience for it. <laughs> a lot of hair, a lot of hair indeed. So, so much well, hair and so much like sweating. So I just sweat so much. I just don't know how yeah. those. I don't know how people wear makeup. I just was and just would you be sliding very off pale. my face. You looked very yeah. pale in that interview. You know, maybe yeah, a little sure, bit yeah. of blush or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? Oh, superb, <laughs> mate. And. um so what, what sort of things do you do when you're not sort of acting or, 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 or on a TV show? Do you have sort of, um, uh, are you a keen fisherman or do you like um, skiing or um, skeet shooting or what sort of? <laughs> I love that those are the options. Um, uh, when I'm not work, like it's, I'm quite a loner slash sedentary. Like I quite like, I quite like read, like reading and watching a good, going to the movie. I really love going to the movies. I love going to see live show. It's all kind of story based. So I'd love to just sit down and um, read a book. But if I was to socialize, like I just love hanging out with people that are really good chatters. And just um, that's one of my favorite things is just really getting past all the um, small talk and really getting into the deep stuff with someone. Like I just really... I really get juiced by that. I think I'm just really um, excited by character and psychology and things like that. So that would be, it would be that kind of thing I'd do. I also love, um, I'm not very good at gardening, but I like gardens and I like parks and things. So spending time there is heaps of fun. And um, then just playing, doing, studying my French and doing, playing the piano. I'm learning the piano, learning French, and that fills up a lot of time as well. Oh, good, good. Now, is some is like piano or um, some sort of instrument something that you might bring to the stage at some time, or is that just sort of handy with the whole theatrical thing and maybe some musical numbers? Or um, I would love to be at a place where because I've I've actually made a couple of musicals now, two, three musicals now with right. a um, with a musician named Jason Smith, and we kind of write it together and then I direct it and he's more the musical director so he looks after he writes all the music and stuff like that and I do really bad first passes of the lyrics and then he kind of makes it better uh-huh. okay. um, but in terms of like the piano for me like it's just a pleasure to do it I think what I would love to do is be part of a band 
and yes. play like I would just love that thrill of being on stage with a band being on keys and that's my thing um, my piano's not good enough now for me to kind of carry something by myself but eventually maybe one day Benny I will be on stage with a piano doing like um, who's that Mitchens the, the Australian the amazing Australian one with the big wild hair that comedian oh my god I wish I, I wish I knew uh, who you're talking about but I don't, but maybe Selena Spain does our fearless producer. Hi, Selena. Hi. Selena, how are you going, mate? Good, thank you. Uh, Tom. good. Yeah. Uh, yes. Do you like the cabaret since you like the piano? So do you like cabaret music? Oh, yes. I, I, you know what? I am a fan. I haven't seen a huge amount of cabaret, but the ones that I've seen have been fantastic. It's, it's a real kind of intimate showmanship i think yeah my question about film is um one of my favorite films from a while back it's getting old now the birdcage have you seen that starring robin williams dean hagman yes i saw it back in the 90s i loved it though (laughs) that's good eh? yeah and uh since we're talking about theater earlier did you partake in theater as a child yeah good question so um it took me a few. It took me a few years to kind of understand what it was. So we know because I grew up in a small town called Butamata, um, which has a really strong kind of amateur dramatic um, and amateur operatic society culture. So like often I'd go to see shows and stuff, and I remember watching going to watch the Pied Piper of Hamelin. They did a show, and the King of the Rats performer i was just like entranced i was completely entranced by the king of the rats her name was irene leadbeater i was like this performance is amazing and then and that would have been like when i was five or six and she went i was really into it and then when i was 10 or nine maybe maybe nine or maybe 10 i watched um the amateur dramatic society production of um little shop of horrors if you guys know that that one with the yeah. plant who eats people and that just blew blew my life open i was completely obsessed i was like the idea of a big plant eating people like a monstrous plant that eats people amazing all the musical and song numbers loved it one of the first cds i ever bought was the soundtrack for little shop of horrors and that kind of really opened (laughs) it up for me but me actually doing after that i um i auditioned for this Oops, that was. Oh, sorry, sorry. just bring him right back in. What did you audition for, Tom? Um, I auditioned so that my Matamata Intermediate, my hometown, did a um, audition. Uh, they did a play that was kind of a Western American Western. I can't remember what it was called, but I auditioned and I got the part of Outlaw Number Three and like Townsperson Number Four or something like that. So I wasn't even Number One or Number Two. And um, one of my, like, uh, but I still acted it to, you know, acted my heart out in these tiny roles. And one of my lines was, gosh, it's hot in these hills. That was my one of my first lines I ever said, gosh, it's hot in these hills. But with an American, act, terrible 11-year-old New Zealander American, American <laughs> accent. Gosh, it's hot in these hills. But we were covered in, like, kind of poncho things. And I remember going up to the director and going, even then, I was like, hang on, the psychology is not working in my mind. If it's hot in these hills, why don't we take off these huge ponchos? 
And she was like, Tom, just do your part. Just say your line and carry on. <laughs> and then at one point, like the hero, hero rides into town on the back of a horse, which I don't know how all that was done. And we were all like hanging around. And I said, oh, my God, when he arrived. And I got in heaps of trouble because there's a, there's a um, religious, there was a, a strong religious vein through the school. And me saying, oh, my God, was obviously blasphemous. So I got in trouble with that. And that was the first play I ever did. I wonder what it was. I do wonder what it was called. But, you know, we were all wearing, like, the girls were wearing bonnets and we were all wearing cowboy hats and things like that. Anyway, hilarious. And oh, then after that, at, at high school, I auditioned. Like, I got, by the end of high school, like, I was the lead lead role. So I played, my last production, I played Sweeney Todd. Oh, um, wow. The demon barber. And so, like, looking at it now, like, I love that one too. And that's quite horrific and horror. And then Little Shop of Horrors is quite horrific and horror. And then the Rat King was quite horrific and horror. So I think there's definitely an element of that that I'm really attracted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Great question, uh, Selena. And um, I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago, there was a bit of a controversy around a, a high school doing the Sweeney Todd play. Yes. And, they, and someone yeah. had switched out the razor blades or something. <laughs> it sounds like a uh, preposterous scenario to be in. Isn't it hil- hilarious? Like, isn't it baffling and wonderfully hilarious? And I love that it was like... It's very cool. <laughs> it's great yeah. publicity for the school play, I reckon. It is. Yeah, a little bit of drama for the PTA meetings. Hello. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Well, if we can, uh, if we if we can help in any way to drum up a little bit of press for your tour, tour oh, yes. mate, we will yes. indeed do it. Um, so, uh, Tom, you're going on tour. Uh, when when does the tour start? Let's see if we can bring those graphics um, up again. If we could, please. Twenty ninth is the perfect. Twenty ninth is the um uh, is a New Plymouth. 29th of this month is my first one, and then my last one is on the 19th of June in Blenheim. Blenheim. That sounds like a phenomenal tour. Everybody, the dates are there. Uh, It is the Tom Sainsbury Snapchat Dude Live NZ Tour 2022 with your brother Tom Sainsbury. Uh, Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming through, mate. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem whatsoever, buddy. We will be uh, sending a spy across to some of your shows, maybe down in the deep south, and uh, we'll be we'll we'll give you some feedback. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Thanks, okay. Selena. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Awesome, oh wow, mate. so fun. What a dude. Legend Such guy dude. and uh, very genuine guy. I had the pleasure yeah. of working with him recently on a production that we cannot disclose, uh, but that will be coming to uh, your screens soon on TVNZ on Channel One and also on demand. So watch out for that. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up, Selena. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we've got, um, who have we got tomorrow night? We've Brooke West with Michelle Henderson. So, and you're going to be there, I think. Co-hosting. We'll see how we we'll go. See, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. it could be a thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody keep yeah. your eyes peeled. It could be another exciting yeah. show of talk back yeah. here. Lots on of uh, quality. Lots of quality shows coming your way. High quality. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll just let you go. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Benny. You say goodbye. Yes. 
Okay, well, I'm going to call it a night. We're going to wrap the show up. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Freaking awesome. We hope you enjoyed it. And thanks again to Tom Sainsbury and Selena Spann. This is another episode of Talkback for May the 19th.